This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome, pet lovers. Welcome to Best Bets for Pets. I'm your show host, Michelle Byrne. You know, I love a cold drink or popsicle or something on a hot day. Wouldn't your pooch like the same? I think so, right? And there's a lot of stuff out in the market, but I don't know if all that stuff is good for you. My guest today has developed a product that is very transparent, good for your dog, and the perfect thing to cool your pooch down on a hot day. We'll be right back. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. everyone i'd like to welcome alex willen he is the founder of cooper's treats welcome alex hi michelle thank you so much for having me well i'm so glad to have you on so appropriate it's summer and it's hot it's hot for us two-leggeds can imagine you know our the four-leggeds because they sweat differently and they have fur so it's hot for them and um you have this great product that you came out with called Cooper's Treats. Can you describe what Cooper's Treats is and then tell us how you came about creating Cooper's Treats? Yeah, so Cooper's Treats is the brand named, you probably will guess it, after very handsome dog Cooper. And yeah, we make a, a few products. We basically make make-at-home dog treat mix. So if you think like pancake mix, but you know, for dog treats. And our best-selling mix is called Popsicle Mix, and it's for making frozen treats. Super simple. Uh, it just uh, comes as a jar of powder, mix it with water, pour it into an ice cube mold, freeze it, and you've got just a little little frozen treat you can give to your dog, help cool them down when it's uh, nice and toasty like it is today. So Alex, how did you come to start Cooper's Treats? Yeah, so it's sort of a, a long story there. Um, I was living in the San Francisco Bay Area, and I was actually working in uh, the software industry, um, enterprise software startups for about 10 years. Decided that I wanted to make a, a change both in terms of, of location and career. So decided to move to San Diego. You know, my now wife and I love it down here. She's a scientist, so there's a big biotech industry, so it's great for her. So, you know, after deciding to move here, I was kind of figuring that it was time for a little bit of a, a career change. And so I actually originally had planned to open a dog boarding business. So I was pretty far along on that. I had been looking for real estate for about eight months, uh, found a place, leased it, got my plans drawn up, got all my permits from the city. I had my contractor lined up. And I was about five days from closing my SBA loan. And then the bank called, and this was in March of 2020. And they said, you know, we're going to see how this COVID thing shakes out before we make any more loans. So we're going to put that on hold. So 
a few months later, they were willing to uh, to underwrite loans again. But at that point, it seemed like maybe not the best idea to you know take out a, a near million dollar loan to open a business that's really driven by people traveling number one and going into the office number two. So ended up uh, cutting bait on that one and uh, moped for a few a few weeks about that, and then you know really decided that I wanted to do something entrepreneurial still, and you know I had never really thought about turning the you know, these frozen treats that I was making into a product, but it struck me that this might be something that people wanted. So, you know, first thing I Googled just because I figured I can't be the first person to think of this. There must be something out there. Looked to see if there were frozen treat mixes available. And and there were a couple. Um, the biggest one is Purina Frosty Paws. But, you know, I looked at the ingredients on that and it's it's just a bunch of unpronounceable chemical names, you know, things that you, you know, you don't know what they are. You don't know if they're good for your dog. And, you know, I figured there's a lot of people like me, you know, I'm, I'm your prototypical millennial, um, married with two dogs, no kids. And, you know, increasingly folks care about making sure their dogs get good, high quality stuff. They care about the ingredients. And so I, I figured, you know, my version, which is more natural, has higher quality stuff would be something that people would like. So found a designer to, to make me a logo. Uh, she helped me with some packaging as well. Printed off a little bit of that, made my first run of product, put up a website, um, and that was that was really the beginning of Cooper Streets. What a great story! And how great is it that they did not process that loan? Yeah, yeah, it, it's one of those things where you know, if if it had taken me, it took me eight months to find real estate, and if it had taken me seven months to find real estate, then COVID would have hit right after I started construction. Uh, it would have been it would have been much much worse. So yeah, it was one of those things that seemed really awful at the time, but in hindsight, actually, the timing was quite lucky. Right, one of those things happened for a reason. Exactly, exactly. So how did you decide, okay, I'm going to make some dog treats and I'm going to make this into a powder and you just add water because most frozen dog treats you have to buy at the supermarket in those little cups, you know, they already come pre-made and it's entirely different. So how did you come up with your idea? So I was living in the Bay Area for quite a while and uh, moved down to San Diego where I am now. And that was in 2019. So summer of 2019, my now wife and I had just moved into our house. We did not have AC. It was very, very hot. And I just remember one day, Cooper was lying on the floor and I tossed him a piece of freeze-dried beef and he kind of sniffed at it and just didn't eat it. And you could just tell from his body language, it was you know, just too hot for a piece of freeze-dried meat that's got no moisture in it. So picked that up and gave him an ice cube instead. Obviously he was you know perfectly happy to get an ice cube. And uh, you know, as I was going to put that piece of freeze-dried beef back, I saw on my counter um, a food processor. Um, I had recently proposed to my now wife and someone had given it to us as an engagement gift. So just got there from Amazon, kind of sitting there in the box and a thought struck me. So I opened up the food processor, put that together, dumped a bunch of freeze-dried beef in it and just blended it into a powder, mixed the powder with water, poured it in an ice cube tray. Uh, a couple hours later, gave one of those to Coop. And you know, you can probably imagine on a, a hot day, my dog was uh, was very excited to get a little uh, a little meat popsicle. So that was version one of, uh, of popsicle mix. That's a really cool idea. Is the intensity more than, I know some people have tried to make things where they'll put like, I don't know, meat broth or something in an icicle or popsicle, but I probably wouldn't have the same intensity of flavor. Well, the version now is not just freeze-dried beef. We've got, you know, four ingredients in it. We've got two flavors, turkey and cinnamon and beef and cheddar. They each have four ingredients in them. Um, the original, you know, just freezing, uh, freeze-dried beef mixed with water. That was great. Cooper really liked it. There were a few 
few issues with it. It did not smell great. And also, if I'm being totally honest, it, it looked a little bit like vomit when you mix the two of them together. So that was, yeah, great for the dog, less than ideal for the person making it. And so that sort of got to experimenting with the recipe and everything. Um, but yeah, no, just tried to, we make a, a few products now and, and everything starts with freeze-dried meat, which is, yeah, just always been my my favorite thing to give us treats because, you know, it's, it's single ingredient, right? You know what's in it. It's meat, it's high in protein. So just kind of all the all the good stuff that that I want, you know, compared to like a, you know, just a biscuit that's all carbs and, and no meat. Got it. What kind of dog is Cooper? Cooper is a Husky Shepherd mix. If you go to our website, he is prominently featured. And also, I mean, his face is our logo. So he's a, a very handsome boy with big blue eyes, nice tan coat. In fact, I... I got him when I was up in San Francisco and I was, uh, I was about to move in with a friend of mine. I'd always wanted to get a dog and she, uh, she owned two dogs. She owned her house. And so, you know, I asked her before I moved in, you know, is it okay with you if I get a dog too? She said, yeah, sure. So she was out of town for about a month before I moved in with her. And I just remember during that period, knowing that I was going to get a dog every day at work, I just sat there with the San Francisco SPCA dogs for adoption page on my second monitor, just like refreshing it every, you know, every half hour looking at these dogs. And Cooper was just sitting there looking just handsome and goofy. And yeah, he was there every day when I refreshed the page and and she got back. And then we, we went, we took her dogs to meet, you know, whatever dog I was going to adopt. They met Cooper and uh, yeah, it was great. He was great. He's a delightful guy. So took him home and the rest is history. Now he's got a company named after him. Yeah. I saw your website, but I, I'm trying to remember the pictures. I just saw it, looked at it a while ago, but there's two dogs there and they're both kind of cute. Yeah. So then my wife and I, after COVID hit, we got our pandemic dog who is having her post-lunch nap next to me. And yeah, her name is Maple. She is a golden retriever. She is totally nuts, but uh, very, very adorable. So yeah, they keep us occupied. They do. So Cooper, you adopted and he's a larger dog. And he was, how old when you adopted him from the rescue? That's a funny story. They told me he was two when I adopted him. And, and you know, bear in mind, he was my first dog. And I knew, you know, I, I had a job and so wanted to make sure that I got an adult dog. And two was the minimum age of dog that I was going to get. So he hit that cutoff. I took him home. You know, the first time I left him at home for like 30 minutes by himself, he chewed through my door frame, tore down mm-hmm. my blinds, dug up the wood floors. It was a solid, you know, thousand plus dollars of property oh damage immediately. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So San Francisco SPCA, you know, they give you your first vet visit for free if you adopt a dog from them. So I took him in and I said to the vet, you know, I, I, I could use some help with this. And, you know, I filled out basic information form about him and under age, I put two. And I remember the vet looked at that and then looked at me and said, you, you put that he's two. And I was like, yeah, I don't know why you're saying it like that. That's what you guys told me. She goes, yeah, ooh, he's he's one tops. So was not prepared for that, but uh, they were great, thankfully. You know, by that point, it had been, I think, three or four days, but I was far too attached to, to give this dog back. Would have done whatever I had to do to keep him. So they were great. They set me up with their veterinary behavior specialist. She helped me out, you know, got into some training and, and, and worked with them quite a bit. Thankfully, had a, a flexible job. They let me work from home uh, a bit more regularly while he was adjusting. And now he is a good, well-mannered dog, but he was a handful to say the least when I first got him. You know, they always are. Yeah. Yeah. 
True. My first one was a wild girl. She did the same thing, chewing through, you know, comforters where the fuzz would come out in the middle of the night and and the floor and the wood sill and the windowsill and everything. And bitter apple and whatever hot sauce, you know, they tell you try different things. Yeah. They didn't work. Nothing no, worked. I know what you mean. You can have bubbles coming out of her mouth. It doesn't matter, you know. And to wake up, it wasn't a comfort. It wasn't down because I don't like that. It was like fake down, you know. But you wake up and it's like snowing and what mm-hmm. just chewed through. Oh, okay. Well, how many? <laughs> it's just. You know, goes with territory. But though my last one, and he just passed during the pandemic, unfortunately. Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you. He was like an angel boy, you know, and somebody had adopted him and returned him. And I know what you mean about the intensity one to adopt because mine, my girl passed and I was heartbroken. And the whole week I was looking and looking and I actually got him right before Hurricane Wilma down here in 2005. So our first night together was the hurricane. And I didn't name him Fred. I named him Zeus. So <laughs> it's a good name. I like it better than Fred. Well, for just per- there's a lot of great Freds out there, but it, it just didn't fit. But he was returned and he was little. So I could tell he was like three months or four months, but he was returned. You know, someone adopted and returned him. So how lucky did I get, you know? And um, kudos to you for going for a two-year-old and up because a lot of people just say, okay, I just want a puppy. And the older dogs, you know, even at two just get left. And also larger dogs are harder to, to for them to adopt. Yeah. I like the two-year-old dogs. You, you got a pretty good idea what you're going with. We got Maple when she was about one as well and knew what we were getting into with her. She was we adopted her from a rescue down here that I volunteer with. And so had some idea of uh, of the crazy going on behind her eyes, but she had been returned by an adopter. She was picked up as a stray in, in LA County and then returned and, and the rescue I volunteered with picked her up. Um, but I actually, I, I spoke to the woman who had adopted her before and she said she had a, an older boxer who just could not handle being around Maple. So that one I can understand. I, an, an old dog, Maple would be a little much to to hang around an old dog. So, luckily, Cooper Cooper is great with her, very tolerant of her nonsense, and uh, and still has plenty of energy to you know tire each other out. That's the best. And you know, it's like they have a mate or something. Well, yeah. we take a short break, and then we're going to talk more about Cooper's treats. We'll be right back. Molly, here's your dinner. <laughs> Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Pet Welcome back, everyone. We're talking with Alex, the founder of Cooper's Treats. So, okay, I really love that your product has natural ingredients. It's easy to make. So it's it's easy on the pet parent because 
some of us like to get into things and make all these elaborate treats for our pooches, but most of us don't have the time. So it's just like, what is it, five minutes to prepare? And you also have a baking biscuit product. How long does that take? And how is that made? The frozen one, yeah. I mean, you're exactly right. It's really easy. Mix with water, pour in an ice cube mold. You know, it's not like baking. You don't have to turn the oven on. You don't have to get the ratios right. You add a little too much water, a little too much mix. Your dog's not going to care. They're going to love it anyway. And then, yeah, the mold is dishwasher safe. So super quick to clean up. Some of our customers tell us that they love to make it with their young children because they get to make something and then they get to give it to the dog and that makes them really happy. And it's sort of fast enough and easy enough that it can hold a young child's attention span. Works really well if you've got kids. The the baked biscuit mix, pretty much what you'd expect. It's again, comes as a powder. Everything's in there except water. So all you have to do is mix with water and then just roll it out into your, yeah, just roll out the dough and then make cookies out of it. Our baked biscuit starter kit comes with some bone-shaped cookie cutters that are cute, but you don't even really need to use those. You can just kind of roll it into a ball and flatten it or you know, use a little top of a glass to cut cookies out and then just bake for 40 minutes and, and you've got fresh baked treats. I will say the, the one thing about that that I was concerned with when I was developing it was that having a bunch of freeze-dried meat in your oven at you know 400 degrees would make your house smell very strange. Thankfully, I can tell you that it does not. The, the turkey and cinnamon smells pretty good and the, the beef and cheddar... Smells okay, like normal baking things. Not like you got a bunch of freeze-dried beef and, and cheddar cheese powder in your uh, in your oven. That's pretty cool. How did you come up with the flavors? You know, I just, uh, I started with the freeze-dried meat. I had a few around the house, but, you know, beef and turkey are pretty common and my dogs love both of them. So those were kind of the two starting points. And then it was really just a, a process of trial and error and, and testing on Cooper. I ordered just a lot of different powdered stuff, powdered fruits, powdered vegetables, you know, the whole wheat flour, cheddar cheese powder, just kind of mix things together in different combinations, really looking for, I mean, number one, does Cooper love it? Obviously that's the most important thing, but then also, you know, is it, what's the texture like? Does it smell too funny? You know, also is it pleasant for the human to have? And then, you know, obviously making sure that whatever I put in it is good quality, natural stuff, good nutritional profile for your dog. So it's a high quality treat. So yeah, it was really just a, uh, just a few weeks there in the summer of waking up every day, mixing some different stuff together, freezing it, and, uh, and seeing how Cooper felt about it. You know, it's interesting that you said powdered. I would never think that cheddar cheese comes in a powder. And I mean, there are powdered things and there's formats and you can molecularly create and change, you know, how, uh, what things are made of. It sounds like you're almost like it's space food, right? Isn't a lot of space food powdered and they have to mix it together? I think, I, you know, I remember the old... Um, astronaut ice cream. And I'm pretty sure that is just freeze-dried ice cream. They could just grind it up, right? Into a powder. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's, so yeah, we've, we've, you know, got a lot of different fruit and vegetable powders lying around the house. And and I believe the vast majority of them are made by just freeze-drying the fruit of the vegetable and then, yeah, grinding it into a powder. Wait, so you just have this powder hanging around? You just order different powders all the time or for you or just when you were testing? Oh no, when I was testing. Maybe there's a thing with, with, you know, we're in the trendy state, so. Yeah, no, we've got all kinds of, I mean, you can, you can get powdered pretty much any fruit or vegetable you want on Amazon. I've got, I've got spinach powder and then kale powder we've got, and then you got, you know, the spirulina thinking of green colors. I don't know why, but yeah, I mean, apple powder, any fruit, any vegetable is uh, pretty readily available if you search for it. Anything on the internet. Okay. We talked about preparing for your dog. What about for your cat? I have five. I've tried it on Nikki. He loved it. He was crazy. He went crazy. And he's an older Havanese dog. And he just loved it. So thank you for the sample. Good. I didn't 
wouldn't let my cats have it yet. You think it would be fine for them? I will preface this by saying I am in no way an expert when it comes to anything cat related, but uh, I, I actually have had a few customers who have both dogs and cats who have given it to both and told me their cats love it too. So there is some market research that says cats will love it. Okay. That's good. Well, you know, my cats will sometimes eat the dog's food and one cat is even bigger than the dog. So there you go. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He's, he's the minority in the house. What about health benefits as far as you gave it to your dog on a hot day? I know I'm stretching it with this question, but I'm just wondering, are there any health benefits? Does it cool your dog down or, you know, it's really just a cool treat. Do they feel more comfortable you think just from the treat or it's just, you know, another treat to them? I mean, yeah, there's a reason that on that first day, Cooper would not eat a piece of freeze-dried meat, but was happy to eat an ice cube and a, and a frozen treat. So I think definitely, you know, it's much like you, right? If you're really hot, you don't necessarily want to have a cup of hot coffee, but an iced coffee brings your temperature down, makes you feel a little better. So I certainly think the same applies, but, you know, really in terms of health benefits, I mean, I, I think the key thing is really just that these are really, really high in protein compared to, you know, a lot of store-bought treats and obviously protein, good for dogs, the stuff they really need. So I, I think that's the biggest thing from a health perspective. Yeah, I agree. What about, this is kind of a, at a left field, but you know how we get brain freeze? Does that happen to dogs? Can you give them too many of the uh, treats? <laughs> that is a great question. Uh, I wish I wish they could tell me, you know, um, <laughs> I'm looking at Maple right now, whether she had brain freeze or not, she would keep eating until you stopped giving them to her. So I don't know. I have not the foggiest idea. They say you put your tongue to the roof of your mouth to get rid of it. So it's not like dogs could probably do that. It's not like you tell them, hey, you could do this. And it's only fleeting, but just wondering about that one. And is there any recommended limit to the treats? I mean, obviously, you're not going to give them, make a whole jar and give them 40 or something, but is there a limit? Yeah, there's a there's a recommended number. I, I I don't recall exactly what it is. There's a recommended number on the website, and I believe it's printed on the jar. But yeah, I mean, for a bigger dog, a few popsicles a day. For a smaller, you know, very small dog, one popsicle a day. They're pretty normal in terms of treats. Calorie wise, a popsicle made using one of the ice cube molds that comes with our popsicle starter kit is about 20 calories. So that kind of gives you a good idea of uh, of how much to give your dog. Okay. Nothing crazy, but I guess the reason you'd want to limit it too is because they're high in protein. You don't want to give your dog a crazy number, you know, like 30 or something because of, yeah. you know, high protein amount in the treats. Yeah, no, I, I usually just treat them as normal treats. And yeah, the one thing that I, I do like, so we have a few things that we sell that are kind of accessories to go with the popsicle mix. So for one, we have a, a lick mat. And so that's just like a circular, flat silicone mat with kind of grooves in it. And so the intent for that is that you mix the popsicle mix with water, pour it directly into the lick mat, and then just freeze that hole. And so, you know, it takes your dog, your dog kind of licks it straight out of the lick mat. It takes them longer instead of just chomping on the popsicle and being done with it immediately. And then similarly, if you take a popsicle and then put it into a Kong, that works well, lasts longer. We sell a little rubber soda can looking toy that does the same thing. It's got a little chamber in it. So you can, you can put a popsicle in there. So kind of accessories like that, um, that you put the popsicle into just to avoid it going down in, in one bite, I think are, are good. Give your dog a little mental stimulation and, uh, and make them last longer. You know, as you were describing, and I saw the mat on your site, as you were talking about it, I thought, oh, this would be a great idea because you know, I live in a warm climate and I washed my dog outside and he hated it. 
But this would be such a great incentive, you know, if you're grooming your dog outside and dogs, you know, they don't always like it. If you're, you know, just using your Ferminator or one of those to get rid of the extra hair or you're washing, you know, just giving them a bath. Most dogs hate it, but then you give them a Popsicle and they'll eventually think it's not a bad deal. Yeah, I hate getting a bath, but then I get a Popsicle. So how happy am I, right? You know, that's funny. I hadn't thought of that. Cooper hates baths. He is just an inveterate coward. As soon as the hose comes out, he just slinks off into another room somewhere. I have not tried pulling out the lick mat and having him use that. You would think that I would do that. I'm, I'm going to try that next bath. That's an excellent idea. Yeah, I just thought of it. I don't have a Zeus anymore, but if I had... That's, I think it's a good idea. What about customer stories? Any interesting customer stories you could share? Thankfully, uh, or I don't know, thankfully, but nothing too crazy on the customer front. The only thing that has come up a few times is folks have emailed me to either ask me if after the treats are frozen, you have to keep storing them in the freezer. Or a few times folks have emailed me and said, I froze the treats and then I took them out of the freezer and I put them in a bowl to sit on my counter to store them and they melted. You didn't tell me that would happen. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? (laughs) More than once. Not too many, thankfully, but it has happened more times than I would have expected. You know, I think people are, uh, you know, you think people are pretty smart and yes, it's frozen. What do you think frozen means? Unless you live in Alaska or it's snowing outside, you're going to have to keep it inside the freezer. That's the craziest thing. I Yeah, I didn't think that I had to, to put that on the instructions, but there you go. No comment. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Just crazy. Okay. So I know you also, you know, you both your pooches are from rescues and I know you work with some rescues. Do you want to share a little bit about that? Yeah. So I volunteer with a rescue down here called Labradors and Friends. It's all over Southern California from LA down to San Diego. It is an all volunteer rescue, just a bunch of great people. I have to say, since I got Maple, I'm not volunteering uh, as as much as I used to because she takes up almost all of my time and energy, but uh, I used to walk dogs very regularly. Now I, I go and, and join occasionally. Yeah, they just, they take dogs out of, you know, high kill shelters. They put them into foster homes or the ones that they don't have fosters for. They put up in, you know, boarding facilities and kennels. And so there's a lot of volunteers who go to the, the boarding facilities and the kennels and just take them out for walks, train them up, socialize them, get them ready to get adopted out. And yeah, they save, uh, they save hundreds of dogs a year. So I uh, love all those folks. They're wonderful people. And I'm, I'm always glad to, to help some dogs when I can. That's wonderful because the more fur babies we can save, you know, with dogs, it's hard because, well, cats multiply a lot. So there's that challenge there with strays. But with dogs, you know, people don't always realize what they're getting into. And I'm glad you volunteer with the rescue that takes them from high kill shelters because it's just, you know, I'd love to see a world one day where there's no dogs are euthanized, you know, no pets. Yeah. Yeah, that'll ever happen. But I know the numbers have come down quite a bit from what it used to be. And, you know, we're doing things for our pets. We never thought we'd do like making them popsicle (laughs) and and baking for them and giving them birthday parties and everything. And so who knows, maybe in the future. So let's talk about if you have any products on the horizon that you could give us a little teaser about and then where people can buy them. So yeah, we actually, we have one product that is available right now. It is our special edition uh, summer popsicles. So it's called the uh, the All Palmerican Summer Box is our current special, you know, limited edition product. So it's a 
it's like our popsicle starter kit comes with two flavors of popsicle mix, uh, as well as this has a nice cute little star shaped silicone mold to make your popsicles with. The two flavors are chicken apple sausage, which is nice and red, and then blueberry beef, which is blue. And I know it sounds weird, but trust me, dogs love it. So you get some cute, you know, red and blue colored, uh, colored popsicles. And then because of course I love, uh, love giving back and love helping dogs. We're giving 5% of all the proceeds from the all Palm American summer box to Labradors and friends. So, uh, if you buy some special festive popsicles, you can help some dogs as well. Okay. And where can people buy them? Uh, so our website is coopersdogtreats.com. We are also available on Amazon. We do, of course, love it if you come buy from our website. And uh, regular Pup School Mix is available on Amazon and our site. The, the special edition summer box is only available on the website. So coopersdogtreats.com. At this point, I want to say thank you so much for coming on Best Bets for Pets. And I wish you great success for Cooper's Treats. I have already a bunch of family members and friends that I'm going to give a shout out to that that would love to try it and to send them over to your site and um, for everybody listening it's cooper's dog treats cooper's with an s right dog treats with an s right yep cooper's with an s dog treats with an s.com exactly okay wonderful well thank you so much alex for coming on best pets for pets all right thank you so much for having me thank you so much bye-bye bye Well, I hope you all head over to coopersdogtreats.com because these popsicles are, you know, amazing. Not only did Nikki like them, the cats did too. I just wasn't sure if I was supposed to give it to the cats. But, you know, my cats, they think they're dogs sometimes. I mean, I know they're not, but hey. But what a delicious treat for Nikki. So coopersdogtreats.com, head on over there and get your dog some delicious popsicles and as well as check out their baked dog treats. And I want to thank Nikki for being my tester and for Dennis and uh, Molly for also, they're the cats. They were checking it out too. Thanks so much to my producer, Mark Winter, for making me and my guests sound amazing. And a huge thank you to everybody that's listening to Best Best for Pets. We've been on the air for 12 years now. Wow. Almost 400 shows. Just, it's wow. So thank you so much. And hey, keep listening because you never know what we're going to have next on Best Pets for Pets. Let's Talk Pets every week on demand only on PetLifeRadio.com.